What's up guys? Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show period. You like how I said that, Jay? It's like very <laughs> very sexy. Uh, I am Cynthia Conte, one of your co-hosts. And I am Giandra LaBeouf, who has finally made it. And look, the hair has come back. And I love we're gonna it. I know. We're back looking to our normal, it's like old that school. Kink, that very kink curl. It's looking like the old school episodes Absolutely. Of it. But no, you look fab. We're Thank matching. You. We have no idea we're matching once again. Always. In the same brains. colors. This, yeah. Always. Uh, but you know what? We're, we're not going to do a run it back. We're not going to do any of any of the sort because we have a legend Legendary. sitting on this table, on the brown table talk here mm-hmm. at Best Women. This boxing show, period. We got Mr. Stitch Durant. Right. Hey, you know what? People don't even know, like, his name is Jacob Duran. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't yeah. know that? I, know I don't that. think a lot of people knew that. When I would read about you, people are like, what's his name? What's his name? They only yeah. know you as Stitch, but anytime someone has a nickname, how do you get your nickname? How did you get your nickname? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because, yeah, even uh, Michael B. Jordan, I asked him, Michael. Do you know my name? He goes, yeah, Stitch. No, no, do you know my real name? He says, no. <laughs> and he asked everybody, hey, anybody know Stitch's real name? I said, it's Jacob. And he said, Jacob, no, nah, you're not a Jacob. You know? Do you ever, if someone said Jacob, do you look? That, those are, yeah, <laughs> you, I, you know, I usually, you're right, but that was the people that I knew when I was Jacob. Uh-huh. Uh, but the name came out of school of kickboxing. And I used to work with uh, world champion Dennis Alexio in Vallejo, we did a show in Vallejo, California. Well, his sparring partner, David Rooney, I was a trainer, I had my own school, I was learning to be a cut man, and uh, knowing now, you know, he got cut and I got some tape. I used to see the cut men do what they do, right? And they'd get little tape and make little butterflies. And so I did that, and he says, oh, I don't have to go to the hospital, you send me some <laughs> stitches, I'm call you Stitch. So we were just talking about him the other day because the last, I mean, this is 30-something years ago. The last thing I knew about David Rooney is that he was a fisherman in Alaska. Oh, wow. But I just, I just had a, one of my old students call me to call me say he loved me, you know, from years and years and years from way back, you know. And, uh, but he says Dave Rooney is a, 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 a pilot for the charters in the Bay Area of San Francisco. Okay. So hopefully I'll run into him. I don't even know if he knows how, how much he changed my life. You know, wow, yeah. I, I think mean, you should. All, all over the world, you know, I mean, people, what's, what's your real I think name? that would be a great reality show. Yeah. For real. He probably is like, whoa, I remember this guy. This is a guy that, like, he was did my, my head. Well, he's my trainer. Yeah, I, train I him. think that would yeah. be fun. <laughs> you know what? Let's put it yeah. to the test right now. Where yeah. is Stitch's camera? Where you, This is your camera, Stitch. Tell him right now what he meant to you and how he influenced your life. Uh, uh, David Rooney. Yeah, we're just talking about you. Mike Duran and Rock and Rock Rodney called me the other day, and, and we talked about uh, how you gave me the name Stitch. And uh, But I uh, just want to thank you, man, because... Uh, the whole world knows me a stitch. <laughs> what a is kind of a mind blower. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah, it blows my mind every time. When did yeah. you know that you weren't tripping off of blood? Like, you know, it takes yeah. a special kind of person to deal uh, with long blood time ago, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Like, do you remember that day when you were like, mm, this isn't so bad. Maybe I could work yeah. with this. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it's a good question. Nobody's ever asked that. Oh. That, that's, that's a very, very good question. Thank you. But here's what I did in the beginning of my career is mentally I always told myself it's not my cut. <laughs> you know? It's not mine. I don't have to worry about it. There's no pain on that. But uh, yeah, it's just it, it, something I enjoyed doing and taking care of them and you know, being cool, calm, and collected just was really the whole 
compass to everything. You haven't had an incredible journey. I feel like you're as recognizable in boxing as any fighter yeah. from any era at any time. Do you ever have time to sit and reflect on your journey in boxing and just all the people that you've worked with and just what those early days of making those butterflies on somebody's face and what it led to for yeah. you? Uh, it blows my mind every day. I thank God I was talking to this uh, young kid, uh, Ozzy from Australia, uh, that was sparring with Caleb Plant today. And I said, you know, I thank God every day that I'm doing this, that I'm here in Vegas, number one, and doing what I love doing. But I said, I've worked with more great fighters than anybody in all sports. And I have more stories than anybody mm -hmm. in all sports with all these great, great Fedor, Emilianco, the Klitschko brothers. I mean, you, I have a personal story with each one of them. Wow. Yeah. Every time I see you, Stitch, I mean, every time I see you walking through the corridors of a hotel, I'm like, Oh my God, A, I'm a huge fan of yours. So I'm like a fantard. And then, but I always say, God, I always used to see you when you were on UFC. Yeah. And you know, and it's one of those subjects, it's kind of like, okay, well, it's already been said and done. And it, it was like, you saw it and we all know, cut men and uh, trainers, you all wear your, your, your sponsors, yeah. AKA sponsors, the, exactly. So you gotta make it show because it's not, you gotta get paid. Everyone has to get fed. And then when the UFC, this was years ago, when they went to Reebok, it was like, oh shit, it's all Reebok. And I'm like, oh, how are people, yeah. and you couldn't get your own sponsors. So you, did you leave or did you get fired? I, I'm not sure. Uh, well, yeah, you know, and it's funny cause people still, it's been eight years. People eight? All over the world wow. still bring that up. and. F Dana, F UFC, F Reebok, Stitch, I'm the man for, you know, this and that. But, uh, yeah, what happened is is we were working on sponsors, and, you know, sponsors would come to me, and I would log in my deal, and then I would negotiate for you, for you, the other cut men, right? And uh, so, yeah, you know, we're making money on sponsor watches. My hands are always on TV, Oh, yeah, someone right? said yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. like, 50 watches yeah, yeah, yeah. you bring to the fight. Yeah, I don't bring them. It just depends on the, the wardrobe. You know? Oh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what kind of watches do you? Like, yeah, what, yeah. What, name the brands. Well, I mean, uh, Curtis, Curtis and Company is my, my number one. KSI fought uh, uh, Logan Paul. Yeah. Uh, he came. We stayed in Beverly Hills, and, and Curtis Wong, uh, the owner, came and brought me a couple watches, and then he sent a couple more to the to the house and all that so why I get, not yeah. glasses sponsors well, that'd be, glasses. see that's a good see? idea too I get a 10% cut <laughs> you my, hey listen I, I always I always spread the money out oh my god you know what be. you yeah. need diamond rings too yeah. but but you know I was I, I, was, I was thinking yeah I can't wear these funky glasses and, <laughs> you never you know, know. Like, you need no you like, couldn't like, no if someone gave <laughs> you diamond encrusted gold no, 24 karat cold glasses listen they say Versace, right? Yeah. I didn't oh. know what that, so so my glasses <laughs> oh, no, broke. Uh, okay, so I go I go to my optometrist and good guy and trying on. He says, "Let's try these on. I'll give you a sixty percent discount." They fit like a glove, and so I bought them. And I went home, and my wife Charlotte says, "You got Versace?" I says, "Huh?" I, I was gonna paint that black. No, yeah, know. you, know, you better just, be tagging Versace. Yeah, well, I for know, sure. I, I, I know, I'll tag I him know. for you when we'll I post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll work for you. Yeah, yeah, well, it's really good because these are the way that fighters and the the camp make money. Is yeah, yeah because sometimes the fighters do not give a proper percentage, or there's not enough money mm -hmm. in the pot for everyone. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. And, but, oh, well, let me let me finish. Up oh with, yeah, yeah, with please the do UFC. with the UFC. So, so what happened is is I did an interview regard because they called me. Would you be interested in doing an interview how the Reebok deal affected the Cutmen? 
Well, I grew up as a farm worker in the Central Valley of California, picking tomatoes, peaches, cotton. I tell mm. people, you ate it, I picked it, right? Born and raised in a migrant camp, CPC number 12, that's my address. So I thought about my parents because my parents fought for the rights of the farm workers during the Cesar Chavez era. So the interview I did with John Nash, I've never met him, never read uh, bloodyalbo.com. John Nash called me and said, would you be interested in doing an interview on uh, how the Reebok deal affected the cut men? And I thought, oh. and I said, you know what? If I don't man up and speak up, my parents and my family. So the interview was very politically correct, but it went viral all over the world. <laughs> F Dana, F U F C F Reebok, and <laughs> I'm getting calls from all over the world. And and uh, my friends call me. I'm at Costco with my wife, and, <laughs> and they call me and hey, man, can you talk? And I knew what it was about because I'm getting. I mean, it it went viral, crazy, yeah. insane. And uh, I get home and. My friend says, the only thing he said is, because of the interview you did about Reebok, the UFC's not going to use you no more. <gasps> so you got let go. Yeah, so I said, all right. right. I said, Mark, do me a favor. You tell Dana, I said, he ain't got no balls that he should have brought me in. Period. Or he should have came and told me personally. He's the one that brought me in. Yeah. I, I knew Dana before the UFC. He's the one. I was doing a K-1 at the Bellagio. Bob Sapp was fighting. Wow. Uh, Mike Tyson's in the audience. And Dana asked for my card. Next day, At the Bellagio? At the in Bellagio. LA? They, no, no, here. Here? Oh. They did... K1 yeah, K- fights? K1, Scott Coker, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. I didn't know that. So he next day he called and said, man, we bought the UFC, and would you be interested? And I knew this much about grappling. Uh, so me and Leon Tabs was, was the original UFC guy from the original UFC. They brought him on board. Okay. Dana was smart enough to say, let's have a cut man on each side. Right. And, you know, we wrapped the fighters' hands, and from there it grew and grew. And I was so it was there. a cut man that wrapped the fighters and worked on the face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those were the options that... that because MMA guys, it was such a new sport. They didn't know how to wrap hands. They didn't know how to work cuts. So they brought Dana. That was a smart idea. The boxing he world He brought the in. boxing world in. And uh, from there, now they use like four or five cut men. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm getting all these offers from all over the world. All over. Phone calls. I did 57 interviews like in a week. Wow. And uh, so a couple of weeks later, UFC's doing their first big show on Fox Network. And, they, and the dust is settling, right? Mm-hmm. After a couple. But it was insane. And then Karen Bryant is interviewing Dana. And the question is, will Stitzner and ever be back? Shout out to Karen Bryant. Oh, so, I love yeah. her. So, well, no, you know what? And you know what? Stitch will never be back and this and that bullshit and all that. And then at the end, it says, Stitch and I were never friends. Oh, wow. That's still blowing up in his face. Yeah. So. I mean, okay, let's just say yeah. <laughs> UFC now has a, a billion sponsorships, as you can see. That's a shame. The Reebok yeah. thing didn't. Yeah, and, and, and I know. knew that wasn't going to last. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can't monopolize on one yeah. Yeah. because it's going to eventually fail. If UFC, if, if Dana White personally calls you and said, you know what, Stitch, I apologize, would you like, will you please come back and be a cut man for so-and-so? Yeah, you, you know what, and uh, yeah, of course, you know, for me it's a business, you know, and I understand, and, and uh, you know, Dana just, he, he did stupid things, I understand, you know, but basically, I mean, he brought me in, he changed my world and all that, but yeah, it would have to be under my terms, of course, but I've had I, I saw Nate Diaz at the Canelo uh, Triple G fight and, and, and <laughs> Nate wants to promote, I said, Nate if you really, really want to get some stuff and let me be your cut man in there mm. at the end of the fight, like trading places, give me a dollar Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, I mean Pride, I, I did fights in Pride all over the world, 
Yep. And uh, so I even had uh, the guy from Reebok call me. I'm at home having breakfast with my wife and my son, and the phone rings, and I put it on speakerphone. It's Mike, and listen, Stitch, I met you before. You're a good guy, and just want to let you know we had nothing to do with it. You know, it was that big. That's beautiful. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. So, you know, you do the right things, but people still stop me all over the world. All over the world. You are a legend. Yeah, because Well, not so much the legend that I stood up from. I mean, I have royalty in Dubai that... You know, Wesley Snipes, man, UFC did you wrong. But the best compliment I got was when I did the top ranked fights at the bubble at the MGM. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Luis uh, Doria, that trained Anderson Silva, all the, a lot of the top right. Brazilian fighters. He has a Brazilian fighter there, and he comes up to me and he has his tray. And I hadn't seen him in eight years since the UFC. He says, Steve, we, the trainers, the fighters, we thank you for speaking up because we couldn't. Oh, that said it all. That's you know what? Yeah, you were the right person to yeah. be the face yeah, of yeah. Cutmen yeah. because yeah. everyone knew you. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine if they did that in boxing. I know. But- oh my God, we'd all go on protest for we would we would go on protest for you guys for sure. Tell me this. So, in all the the legacy of all the fighters that you've worked with, you mentioned that you've worn a lot of different types of watches. What's the most expensive watch? Like who who did you have to be the most expensive for? Like going to the ring. What was the no, watch brand? It, it, it and, wasn't you know, so much. You know, it, a lot of them came during the UFC, which were kind of low profile mm-hmm. uh, companies, but great great watches. Curtis uh, Curtis Wong, Curtis and Company, has been my most high end uh, watches that he's given me. How much me. the watch cost? I mean, we don't talk business. Come on. I mean, we don't. <laughs> You're not my agent. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, my mind. And, and you know what? I we use, like watches. I, I, I use, you know, I, I'm a master in marketing. I'm a savant in marketing. In the Creed movie, I used two of Curtis and Company's watches. Oh. One, one to match my outfits. <laughs> oh, so they the, they didn't say you cannot I, I, wear certain things in your contract? Michael gave me carte blanche. You know, oh, I, I wow. just, well, just, um, wow. I just, we need contracts well, like well, that, well, girl. Listen, just, just this week, I have my own stitch, stitch product, stitch tape. I signed off because I wrapped Michael's hands and they filmed us. And uh, I got some stitch. Uh, I ordered more tape because I know it's going to kick in big time once people see it. So, so I'm do you, Michael's use, hands. you use your own stitch tape for, for all your fights? Yes, the last yeah. Balboa movie. The ba- I Rocky Balboa movie. I, I did movie. all the, the you Creed movies. You did the Creed movies. movies. What other movies? Well, yeah. Well, well, the first one I did was Play It to the Bone, Woody Harrelson. That's it. And That's Antonio it. Banderas, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so the, I got stories with Halloween. We got time, I got stories. So the day I left R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company is I got a call. And I worked corporate America with them for 23 years. That's why I knew how to do the interviews and, and marketing because I worked for R.J. Reynolds for so many years. The day I was leaving, I get a call to do an audition for this movie, and I'm working with my boss, and he let me go, and I did the only audition I've ever done. Ah, I put my jacket on. Ah. So I got the job. <laughs> so I wanted to be Antonio Banderas' cut man because he's Latino. I'm Latino. You could be his father or yeah, your yeah, brother. Yeah. So, well, but Chuck Bodak, the legendary Chuck Bodak, got in front of me, so I had Woody Harrelson. Uh-huh. But that was great because in the movie, Woody got cut, and the the coaches say, nah, you got the best cut man in the business. And so that was my first one. Second one I did was Ocean's Eleven with Vladimir yeah, Klitschko. Yeah, Vladimir Klitschko when, when, when he was Klitschko there. when yeah. he fought uh, uh, Lennox Lewis. And after that, I started working with uh, the Klitschkos. And uh, I did Balboa and Rocky Fighter's Last Fight. I did one with Kevin James, Salma That's Hyatt, the one, an, an yeah, MMA yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. That's one of the movie I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. And that was great. And then Creed 1, 2, and 3. And, you know, Michael told me, and Creed too. I'm wrapping his hands. It's just him and I, every day in the trailer, wrapping his hands. We're talking, and I kind of put him in the boxing mentality. That's why we kind of hit it, hit it off like that. 
But I told Michael, I'm so proud of you and Tessa and, and Ryan Coogler and Steve Kappel, the director. And he looks at me, he says, Stitch, we went from being actors to writers, producers and directors. And he looks at me and says, I'm directing Creed 3 and you're with me as long as you want. That is awesome. Ah, come on. It's, do we have that relationship? I love that. run it. Okay, so yeah. when you work with real blood, with real fighters, and then you move into the the movie situation, what is the hardest part about working with the fake blood when you do with that? Because yeah, the good Creed, the, the, oh, she's, good. she's really good. Ooh. You know the other Creed movies. You know it's a lot bloody. He was in a with uh, Florian, Florian, yeah, yeah, Florian, yeah, Florian was in that you, movie, yeah. and then uh, my man. <laughs> my man uh, Jonathan Majors Shock is in Jonathan Majors I'll tell you stories about Jonathan oh I right? love tell him I want to marry him I'll tell you really I'll tell you he knows yeah <laughs> he knows what time it is I just he knows yeah, yeah. he knows what it all is alright so you're talking about right off the bat anyway you asked so the fake, questions. so the fake blood versus so, real yeah, blood yeah so it's you know I can't uh, I have to uh, wet the swabs because mm. you know when they in the makeup they did they asked they had, I was an advisor off the record I was I mean everything they asked me for everything and I wanted everything to do everything you see in boxing I had a lot to do with it doing the I was going to say they yeah, had the to have somebody the, to the, talk the refs the, 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 the keeper timekeepers everything I helped them all out the doctors everything because that's I know my game right and uh, but yeah they gave us all carte blanche man it's just I mean it was great just to do all that you awesome. ever, do you ever think like you're just the cut man in an actual sport, like a real bloody, you can possibly die from this sport, and yeah. now you're like in Hollywood and it blows carte blanche. It's it's. Yeah. Did you ever think that your life could even go? Where where did you see yourself when you became a cut man? Where did what did you think your life would be like mm. besides Nothing, yeah, uh. fixing bloody cuts? Well, you know, I started off as a trainer. I grew up as a farm worker, uh, and I always played. You know, Mexicans play baseball, right? In the summertime, mm -hmm. all the farm workers would come from Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Colorado, and on weekends we'd have baseball games. So I walked down to a college, Merced College which was nine miles away from my little town of Planada. And, and you'll see Planada on my, on my collar. I always give them props, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so I walked on and started playing baseball at the end of a car. So I would go to school with friends, and they would leave after school, and I'd stay in practice. And So I joined the Air Force in, in 1972. And in 74, they stationed me in a place called Thailand. And I always said if I went to the Orient, I'd want to study the martial arts. That was mm. during the, Lee, the days of Bruce Lee. So oh. they sent me to Thailand. Well, Thailand sounds, you know, I saw my first Muay Thai fight mm. downtown. I had friends that were there like three months before me, and they took me downtown to Banchan to see some Muay Thai. And I didn't know what Muay Thai was and got through a kick and boom. So I'm in. <laughs> so that whole year, I literally dedicated my whole life to that and got back into boxing. When I got back to the States, I lived in Oakland and got into King's Gym and I you know got into boxing then i moved to fairfield california the suburbs and opened up a school of kickboxing with a credit card i love that i read yeah. that story yeah. that you had a credit card you got a deal and then they're like yeah. they opened it and yeah. and you became you were a trainer manager and a cut man yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were well, everything the, you were a, literally everything yeah yeah i've gone through all the steps and but being a cut man floated to the top and with R.J. Reynolds, they were starting to downsize, so I put in for a request to come to Las Vegas, right? Had my school at kickboxing and still working with R.J. Reynolds. And all of a sudden, months later, I know they're downsizing. I get a call, say, look, there's an opening in Vegas, no traveling, but you got to be there in a week. Mm. And I said, man, I can't be there in a week. You know, I talked to the manager, Augie, that let me go, thank God. Uh, he gave me two weeks. I swear to God, two weeks. I transferred my school to my student. I sold my house, put it 
family in a U-Haul and drove nine wow. miles, nine hours to uh, Las Vegas and took like a $25,000 year cut in pay. But my wife supported me. My family supported me. And, and look at where and, you're and at. here now. Yeah. So, Shout out to the wife. And, yeah. yeah, no. She's holding it, it down. She's uh, your home. A hundred percent. You know, didn't uh, everything you see, I'm not real fan. Everything is family. That's how we know you got yeah. money. You, yeah. you don't show no, no, it. No, no. Everything I said, mama, she got the money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I know she, the, the UPS guys know her, the FedEx guys uh-huh. know her. Hey, Mr. Rand, another package sign here. Uh-huh. And, you know, so. You know, when you work as fine. a cut man, it's a different type of vulnerability that you see in a fighter. You know, the trainer can see so much, the family, but you are seeing them probably when they're their they're most vulnerable, truly, because they're injured and they're cut and they're hurt and you're tasked with fixing them. So what does, when you look at working as a trainer and doing those jobs, doing that part and then working as a cutman what does that teach you about fighters in a way that working as a trainer doesn't you know <clears throat> that's okay you guys are real good she's questions, really good, okay, yeah, questions questions are good. You, you know the thing that i was talking to brian simon today from channel three he's a sportscaster oh, Brian. yeah brian's a good good friend of mine and he's at, and, oh, and yeah. he, he's at the gym but uh brian's you know cool. he's saying i said you know brian the relationship I, i'm different than everybody else with these fighters because they know my job is to take care of them hundred percent. That's my job. And then like he was saying, you know, and you don't bullshit, you know, they know that, you know, you come with true passion and this and that and this. Yeah. But I said, you know, they're all modern day gladiators, but they're all babies deep inside. And my job is to take care of the baby. Now I'm going to tell you a story and then I'm going to let you listen to a voice that was sent to me. Um, Mm. Vladimir Klitschko, when he fought his last fight with Anthony Joshua, I didn't see him till Friday at the weigh-ins because my daughter Carla had gotten married Wednesday in Crete until Thursday I flew to London. Uh, yeah, and then in the nighttime, so I didn't see him. But I'm talking to him, and finally at the end, I put my hand on his shoulder, and I say, you know, Vladimir, don't worry about nothing tomorrow. I'm going to take care of you like you're my son. Because I know they can't sleep at nights. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the Vaseline on him right before Michael Buffer does the announcements. 90,000 people, we're this close to each other, and he says, you could call me son. Aww. Oh, my God. It gave me chills, but I knew I got into his mind mentally. And one of the best fights, he lost it, but it was a, a rocky moment. It was a good moment. fight. It but was that's a rocky when he moment. gave you trust. That, well, it, it was before that. He called me, hey, daddy, daddy, oh. you know. But then months later, I saw him in Germany. And I said, Vladimir, that moment, why? He says, Stitch, there's very few people I trust in my life. You are one of them. Oh, so, oh, his daughter I, I and I have the same. We have our daughters are both named oh. Kaya. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know he just he, they're both good guys, man. So I'm gonna you're talking about the fighters. What's the relationship? So during the movie Creed, Michael asked me, Stitch, who should give away the WBC belt? Mm-hmm. And I give him the story of Jose Suleiman, the president, and created it. Now he passed away. His son Mauricio is taking over, mm-hmm. so it should be done by a Mexican. But mm-hmm. they had 250 you know, extras in, 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 we're in Atlanta and there's one Mexican guy over there, nice tie and all that. I said, see that guy, have him give the belt away. So I got him a, I got, oh, got him a, wow. so that's, that's he, what I do. Wow. So anyway, so I'm telling him, yeah, so, so I'm telling him. Did he play, did he play Mauricio or Jose Suleiman? No, no, I, I, I don't <laughs> Just know. Just some no, random no, guy. He, he, yeah, he, wow. was, he was a representative for the WBC. Oh, that's awesome. Right, so I, I see Mauricio at the um, Earl Spence and Ugas fight mm-hmm. and I tell him the story and he says, well, let's take a picture and let's send it to the Klitschko's because they were both WBC champions. Yeah. And, you know, they're in the middle of the war with Russia. Yeah, yes. Vitaly is the mayor and Vladimir is really kind of the face. But I'm going to let you guys listen to this. It, uh, it, it's, well, 
We love exclusives. Listen, here. yeah, this is pretty much what. Awesome. My two favorite men, especially Stitch, with whom I spent so much time talking, and he actually saved my career on a lot of different stages. Uh, if Stitch wouldn't be in my corner, I would not make the record of 12 years being a champion. So um, that's uh, so great to see you both. And Stitch is the man. That that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is so beautiful. You know, beautiful. He didn't yeah. have to no, say any no, of those no, things no. or do that. But what, what, what made it even special is he's right in the heart of battle. Yeah. Right. And for him to, uh, for him, me to have gotten him out of that moment to talk about something that we had in relationship, which was boxing, you know, just made me feel good. And uh, yeah, what a blessing. So yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. You guys got an exclusive on that. So. Oh my God. I feel so warm. I know. I feel yeah. so blessed yeah. and grateful for you to do it here with us because it's, yeah. everything is organic when we talk about things because we don't, we never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, she asks the best questions. I, I like to and, say barbershop talk. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. We, you know, we, we work well together. We have, oh. you know, our strengths and yeah. stuff and. You know, we like to get the best stories out of you guys. We so, want to know the things that. What, 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 well, let me give you my first story with Vladimir. Oh. Well, number one, yeah, we'll go way back. Is December the twelfth, nineteen ninety-one, when the Soviet Union first broke, we took took a team of professional boxers and kickboxers to Kiev to fight the Ukrainians. I had a kickboxer, Mart Longo. The Klitschkos were already they were amateurs, but they were big guys, big names already. And uh, so, you know, I. Saw them when they trained here in Vegas, and I brought that up and all that, and, and that's how we came with the relationship. So when it was time to do Ocean's Eleven, I did that, and then you told Manager Stewart, I want the guy that was my cut man in the movie to be my cut man. Well, the first fight, he fights here in Vegas at Caesars Palace with DeVera Williamson. He had just come back from losing his world title, Lehman Brewster. Yeah. And uh, so... <laughs> I'm working, and he's my manual stewards training him. Well, I'm at the MGM watching people walk into the fight. Emmanuel Stewart has his tuxedo. He's commentating for HBO. He's walking by. He says, Stitch, I want to talk to you about Vladimir. And I look at my buddy Steve. Did you see what I saw? Well, the next day, he called. says, Vladimir wants the, the guy that was in the movie to be his cut man. <laughs> so the first fight, he's fighting the Valley Windsor. He won the first three rounds. Okay, didn't look great. The fourth round, he gets dropped. Yeah. And the fifth round, he gets that unintentional headbutt. And you were asking about the different type of cuts. Well, that big vein we all have when we laugh, Yeah. You, that one was severed, and it bleeds like a pig. I've worked on mm. those before in the UFC. So percentage-wise, the best time for him to win that fight was right then and there. So when the doctor came, I look at the scores. Who's ahead, who's not, and how's he doing? When the doctor came, she says, Stitch, what do you think? And she, I've worked with her many times, Dr. Goodman oh, in the yeah. UFC. I go like this, I said, yeah, it's pretty bad. She stopped the fight, went to the scorecards. He ended up winning the fight and became champion for eight years. Wow. So the next day, she calls and she, she says, I just spoke to Emmanuel Stewart and Vladimir Klitschko. And the plastic surgeon says, it was a good thing you stopped the fight when you did because it was close to an optical nerve. Wow. And they would have created nerve damage. You, you know, we see, this, we yeah. see this a lot that... Uh, in recent fights, and you always hear like the corner is too brave to stop it. And, you know, there's, uh, who is it, Navarrete? Mm -hmm. His face was gushing out with blood. And we're just, I mean, he did 
you know, to be fair, he did get a 27 second standing mm. eight for 27 seconds. <laughs> the eight times four. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it was, you know, I don't know. We don't know what doctors see because we're all fans staring at a television. We're like, you need to stop this because it's so fat and gross. But, you know, what are you looking at if, if you're advising a doctor like this needs to be stopped? What are you looking at? Yeah, are you, is it hitting a nerve that he might die? I, yeah, I don't know. You know, when, when that's a good question also again. Oh, thank you. I got one good question. But, you know, the, the bottom line, when the doctor and someone like me and a referee looks at a fight, we determine if the fighter is at a disadvantage, unfair disadvantage, blood in his eyes, whatever that's when they stop a fight but depends on where the cut is what kind of cut it is uh, whether it's going to get into the eyes whether it's going to create double vision those are things that uh, you got to look at you know and and that bravery of you being a, the cut man or the coach and letting this kid I, I went into the Mayweather gym today and the poor kid was I walked in and I guess he was just getting whooped up that they told him don't go another don't go another round you know but Keep in mind now, I'm going to educate you guys, is combat sports, all combat sports that we work, none of us coaches, cut men, none of us have to be certified to be called pros. I was just going to ask, like, what does one have to do in order to be what you do? Do, Are there classes? Is there a certification? Or just one day, Jay and I would be like, we're cut women. Uh Oh, she's coaching up to question number two. We know how to like, (laughs) we know how to sew. (laughs) Do do God, has anyone ever, I mean, in the the very, very short amount of time, because you're sitting there with an end swell, putting Vaseline and coagulation, whatever the the shit that you guys put in in those cuts. No, no, you know, the things you got to do is evaluate the cuts. And, and there's so many guys that do so many bad techniques. When I was learning to be a cut man, I went to a fight in Richmond, California, boxing. And guy did a good job. And, and this was boxing only. At that time, it was boxing only. I said, hey, man, you're doing a good job. You know, I'm trying to learn to be a cut man. Can you tell me what you did? He says, fuck you. Cause I'm oh. taking, he says, I'm taking this to my grave, and you got to learn like me. And he walked away. Wow. I felt about this big. But I said, I'm never going to be like that, man. I teach. Yeah. My, I do seminars and I have videos out there and it makes me feel good when guys says, hey, Stitch, I, I learned how to wrap pants looking at your videos. And right. uh, and it's not, you know, because it's not fair to these young fighters to have somebody that don't know. And yeah. you're talking about Navarrete, I, looking at fights over the weekend, there's so many guys that just don't know what they're doing. Who's, yeah. What's her name? Yeah. The one that fought? Serrano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, did they not uh, have a cut that man? Was, that was horrible. Her thing was... That was, that, that was horrible. <laughs> I, I mean, it was. It made for a very good fight, but it was. Caused, but that's not, it was. But, it was but that's, bad. But that's not fair. To it's that not young fair. Lady, it, you know? I mean, she couldn't see. She was busy pawing at her face, and it's. She, we don't know how how different the fight could have been if she had a proper cut person. Yeah, in it the was. Corner. It was terrible, terrible. But I see it all the time. Like I say, once again, none of us have to be certified. Mm-hmm. So That's I teach. I just crazy. I did a seminar in Mexico City. I've done some overseas and, you know, throughout the United States. And, you know, people ask me every time I'm working fights and in the dressing room, I always answer questions. What type yeah. of fighter is most prone to getting cut? Like in terms of physicality, like sometimes I look at like people's bone structures and things and I think, ooh, if you have like prominent like brow lines or prominent cheekbones, you know, maybe the right cut maybe the right punch will cut you like is there a type of fighter or even a lifestyle that's more <laughs> yeah, prone? Right. probably more lifestyle no defense <laughs> 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 but you know as uh, we're talking about it today i remember julio cesar chavez fought uh, oscar de la hoya 
Caesar's Palace. And at the weigh-ins, Chavez is sitting back, letting the sun absorb into his face and all that. Well, the old theory used to be that that sun, it toughens up your skin and all that. But as you look at the game now, more flexibility you have with your tissue, the least likely you'll get cut. Mm. Uh, so that, not to say you're not going to get cut, but yeah, your bone structure, you know, hard bones and all that, 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 that could make a difference. So, okay. So then if it's about, um, the skin with the skin, the more flexibility your skin has to do with hydration. Yes. And if you're losing weight for a fight, then you're starving down. You're not drinking a whole lot of water cause you got to make weight. So what's, do you work with like a nutritional person to make sure they're not, <coughs> you know, they're not just thirsty to death Yeah. fight week because their skin becomes more susceptible to being cut if they're dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the Klitschko's, they use the uh, uh, coconut oil. Coconut That's butter. so smart. Yeah, yeah, instead of Vaseline, mm. you know, because it does clog up the pores and all that. So I feel like that would actually help heal it faster. Cause yeah, the, probably so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Coconut co oil is good. Coconut for you. oil, you slather it all over your body. Yeah, but but that theory of you know even the Vaseline, Vaseline, the the theory of Vaseline is so that. Punches will slide and you won't get cut. But if that was the case, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> so I don't know if that theory even is consistent, but it's good because it gives me good TV time. Where, wait, where's the camera? Where's the yeah. camera? Yeah. So uh, a shout out to all the coconut butter manufacturers out there. Get with Stitch Duran because uh, it's really about, it's about <laughs> coconut butter to really get the skin to where it won't cut and not the wonder jelly of Vaseline. You know, there's times out uh, when they'll come out of the corners and then the ref will be like, no, 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 there's too way much. too much. Is no. there a certain amount that, a max amount, like palm amount? A palm amount? Yeah, you don't get a spatula. And, you're the, and, and, and it's, it's more on you get punched and it falls or, you know, it just, you know, you just, too much is too much, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there has to be some kind of proper etiquette on Vaseline on that. When the skin start looking like, I watched this one, I can't remember, I'm not going to out the fighter that it was, but yeah, I remember can. during the broadcast, <laughs> I'm not, I don't remember what it was during the broadcast, but they had so much on, and it was a black fighter, and the skin was looking like this notebook. I'm like, <laughs> too much, too much Vaseline. Well, well but but here's, here's another little, let me put you in check on that one, is sometimes, because I keep it in ice, the Vaseline, cold, yeah. And sometimes with you have a dark skin, you'll still see some of the Vaseline. It looks like an overabundance. Oh. And, and uh, so a little uh, education on that. See, us see, dark cold, skin, cold. we get the, the shit exactly. end of the stick of it. You know what, Vaseline? <laughs> Vaseline, you need to make darker colored skin, like pigmented. Shades. The, color, the shades. Out of all the fights, I know that you are Tyson Fury's cut man. Yeah. But you were not his cut man when he fought Otto Wallin. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting there in Vegas for his very first, uh, his Las Vegas debut, and he had like a vagina cut this big. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The thing was so fat and just. <laughs> and <laughs> you can pull it up and you'll totally. No, I watched that fight. Travis, that you fight. can pull it up and you'll understand. Oh, yeah. It was like. <laughs> Capatio told me, I remember, I go, what did you do? He's like, and in all the interviews, he's like, I just threw in as much Vaseline it can pack in there. And I mean, he literally used, I think, a whole jar. But when, you, okay, I know that you're Tyson's team. But when you're looking back on that fight, when you look at that cut, everyone thought that fight should have been stopped because that thing was Game like man. that. Well, it was a bit, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it was. And then, and, 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 
in probably any other state, it would have been stopped. Right. right. Oh, yeah, it's, but it's Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, exactly. Well, in the same, once again, you know, it, even though it looks bad, and and but yeah, I couldn't because the blood was going in the eye. And but Capatillo Jorge is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I'm I'm watching him work. And he was kind of put in that position, unexpected to be a yeah. Man, he right? didn't know. And, he's a trainer. Uh, so yeah, he's a trainer. So I, three days later, I went and met with him. I said, look, I, I want to meet with you because number one, you brought the credibility of the cup man up, mm-hmm. uh, and then being Mexican, you brought us up even right. But there's some things that you did wrong that I'm going to show you how you could do them right because the next time he fights, all eyes are going to be on you. So I went through all these different techniques, and That's but awesome. but he's one of the guys in Bob Arum. Or uh, said, no, you know what? He told Tyson Fury, get stitched. He's a better cut. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and yeah. I remember. Which is fair. I, yeah. I interviewed Capetillo yeah. and we talked about it. And he said, I believe Tyson Fury came out and said, you helped me. You saved my career. Like mm-hmm. you, I won that fight because of you. Honestly, if that fight, if that cut got worse, because everyone really thought that it was going to be over. It, right. it was yeah. bad. And um, I believe he gave uh, Capetillo like, extra money just because and then i think it helped out his gym because it was during yeah. i was like he he's really helped out up at theo even after like during COVID, it was almost shutting so because of that of helping him tyson fury has like rewarded him in tenfold yeah yeah he just now doubling his gym you oh know, putting, i used to train there he's putting a sauna in there oh, he's putting a nice, a nice room and good and, for him uh, so you know he's he's you know a lot of people recognize that you know he's quality you yeah, know, and uh, so bless his heart. Yeah, you know, as, as a trainer, not as a cut man. <laughs> <laughs> what What's one fight where the cut was just out of control, and you thought, I don't know, I don't know if I can get this to stop. You know what, God, they've never stopped a fight on me. On me. Ooh. Yeah, come to think of it, I thank God. You know, okay. but but there's when I would recommend, you know, if you know what, let's save him for another day. You know, not so much blood in the eyes and all that, but he's getting beat up and it's not going to, chances of winning a fight are slim. You know, I'll make a decision. You know, that's not my job, but I'll make a decision. I did that with Andre Durrell when he fought Jose Esquetegui. He didn't get cut, but he was taking the shots that give you long-term damage. Oh. And, and I'm looking at the doctors and they're talking and I get into the ring and there's like about the eighth round. And I say, you know, Andre, the doctors are thinking of stopping the fight. Do you want to continue? And he goes, small. But enough for me to say, done. And Virgil didn't know, Hunter. No, no, no. I said, no, he's done. One more round. No, no, he's done. As long as you give me that no, you're done. But the next day, him and his wife called me, and they thanked me. Like, 8 in the morning, woke me up. said, man, thank you. I just didn't have it. Because at that moment, fighters, they want to go out on their shield. When yeah, fighters yeah, yeah. say, I want to die in the ring, I, you, you know, let me just finish it out. But outsiders that really understand and know they can't fight because this is lifelong damage. It's, yeah. I'm not going to say name any, but have there ever been fighters that have called you after the fight and said, why did you stop it? I could have kept going. Never. Yeah. Good. No, never. Good. I, I know. There was one girl in the bare knuckle fights uh, that she fought first round and she, I mean, just right in the bottom of right here. Oh. It's like you got a razor and just cut it, right? Oh. And, and in bare knuckle fights, the referee can stop the fight, and I love this rule. They bring him to the cut man with the doctor looking at him, and the cut man has 30 seconds to evaluate whether the fighter could go out or not. And the referee says, oh, you got 30 seconds. I said, I don't need him. I'm not going to let her go out. No, 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 no. I said, look, when you go in the back, you look at that cut in the mirror, you'll thank me. And she thanked me. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're, they, they're in that moment. They want to continue yeah. and fight. Yeah. yeah, of course, the Warriors. I tell you, they're gladiators. 
They're modern day gladiators, and win or lose, I have respect for everyone of them. So what does the cut man watch? You know, fighters and trainers, they watch film of fights. And what, what, what does the cut man watch to keep, this, to keep his skills sharp? Well, I'm sure a lot of guys watch my videos. You know? <laughs> you know, I, what do you uh, watch? I, 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 I always watch the corners for every fight. I, I'll, if I re, it's already recorded, if I know the fighter's not getting knocked out, I'll fast forward to the corners and, and I'll study the corners and... And I just, I mean, my family, my wife, my kids, they know what's right and what's wrong. Dad, this guy is putting the swab in his mouth and the bloody swab. And dad, this guy is doing this. And they know, you know, that's what I look for. Just, just to see how incomplete this game is with education. We were talking about this off, um, off camera before we started that you were supposed to be um, in Jake Paul's corner. He's yeah. going to be fighting Tommy Fury. Yeah. And we said it. You know, at the very beginning, he was a YouTube boxer, and we're like, oh, my God, no. And then he became this force in women's boxing. And then he's fighting. He start, He has signed actual, like, fighters. And we interviewed a couple of them, and they're good. Serrano is now undisputed. Where do you see Jake Paul going in this sport? as his cut man uh, well i hope he calls me the second time you know he will yeah, you're one of you're the yeah, best yeah, yeah. And, and, and i think it makes it just for the um, the business side of it you know the because these guys i mean ksi and these guys they're like 20 million Jesus. followers and all it's, it's insane i didn't know that stuff existed yeah existed but i know it's a different world because the first time ksi fought logan paul we're at the staples center and and once we get in the dressing room, we'll put our stuff there we'll uh, the coaches uh, the corner guys will go to the uh, ringside and look at the ring and the stairs and all that and I knew it was a different clientele because uh, Leon and, and the two coaches British coaches are walking by and they're YouTubers hey how you doing <laughs> shit nobody knew who I was <laughs> you got fans yeah, 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 you no, got <laughs> I did hey you know so wow so I knew it was a different world yeah. oh that's incredible yeah. but, uh-huh. but bless her heart they, they're doing a great job you so gotta, you're asking where he's going to be in boxing yeah. you know what he's trying to get and and I'm working with people trying to get boxers unionized or or at least uh, uh, have some association. Yeah. And Jake Paul's for that also. I love so that. I've sent him a message. You know, we stay in touch somehow. But yeah, so he's there for the good. Bro. It's needed. And, well, it's it good because the money that he's making, he's putting. Yeah. He's putting and that's I think a that. lot of people are so upset with that. I mean, he's called out different uh, people in different sports that it's ridiculous but you know what if he can do this in boxing and he's really disrupted him and his brother have disrupted the sport which is incredible because now it's like he's really making a difference and I really believe that he's going to be able to unionize boxing like there's certain sanctioned bodies that do certain things for fighters when they're hospitalized uh, but it, it needs to be an all-around sport because there's so many fighters retiring with no money. They have no health care. They, they're world champions with legacies, and these people need it. Yeah. So, a good, you know what? Go Keep on, Jake Paul. Fight. Keep on doing it. Yeah, and, and let me kind of, in closing, you're talking about all these issues that you just brought up, right? About 23 years ago, I put a documentary together with a young kid that just graduated from AFI, American Film Institute. And we interviewed all these people and all the, it's called Boxer's Nightmare. And I got Emmanuel Stewart, I, I got Mills Lane, I got, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's in YouTube. Job put it on YouTube, but anyway, he passed away a couple months ago, a young kid. Oh. And, and I hadn't seen this film in such a long time, but I looked at it as a remembrance of him. And everything that is happening in boxing, these, we all 
brought it up and we talked about it and we had solutions and nothing's ever been done. Mm. So, so we had, for, ring, for referees, Mills Lane, before he had yeah. a stroke, Richard Steele, Joe Cortez, for boxers, Mike Tyson, before he got his tattoo, a week wow. before he got his tattoo, Mike gave me powerful Quote Nietzsche. Oh, we need to watch this. Eddie Mustafa Muhammad, uh, Fernando Vargas oh, when, he peace, fought, when he fought when he fought Felix Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Dr. Goodman, Dr. Amansky, Mark Ratner. You've got uh, Emmanuel a Stewart. lot of the, I, I got, wow. And, and, and uh, half of them are passed away now, but they're mm. they're all Hall of Famers. So check it out, Boxers Nightmare. I'm gonna watch. No, it. we're gonna it's, watch it's, this. It's on, it's on YouTube and. And, AFI is and right we, there by my house. We school. never did anything with it, you know. No, th- and, and uh, this is the time. Now's the time you know to bring what? it up. You know yeah. what? I'm just be one of those guys. Yeah. Say, Jake Paul, I want you to watch this. Yeah. You never know. He has the the reach he has. Yeah. And what yeah. he fights for right now, and what he believes in. You never know because uh, we, it needs. That's a message it, that it, needs it, to be heard. It, it, and you know what? And I went after the. I went after the HBO, the Showtime. What did I know? I knew nothing this much about film. It's YouTube. Now, this now, in this day and age, YouTube. is YouTube. So if put you, it out there. You put it out there for me. Well, okay. Yeah, if, we do get flagged, <laughs> if we don't get flagged, if we don't get flagged, share it. Yeah, we so, will share it. So, so John, yeah, he put it up on YouTube, and and I'm trying to find his his family. Don't know where all the tapes are at because you know he. Yeah, so it will find. We'll but, figure but it's it out. on YouTube, so I know that we have it. But it's a start. But, but it deals with all the issues that is still affecting all combat sports right now. Right. I'm gonna tap into that. My high school yeah. is right there below American Film Institute up there yeah. on Las Feliz. So yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Check it out. Let me know what you think. But it's yeah. as I look at it, I mean, and we did it like on a zero budget. That, that, and that's, mean, but, that's but, that's how but, everyone does no, it on a phone these days. No, nobody turned me down. Nobody. Uh, and and I look it. at this. I, I misspelled Andrew Stewart's name, and I couldn't change it because it's already. But it's, it's a T. Right. It's all right. It's all right. Anyway, thanks oh, for having me on. Stitch, we are so grateful. You gotta come back. I know you so, need. You yeah, you're here. You live here in no, Vegas, I live here, yeah. and it's so funny because I found my your card fell out of my fanny pack today, and I was like, Stitch Duran. Oh my God, I have been like, like I've been always yeah. wanting to interview him here. Well, even for Ring, and then I was like, let's just get him in. He's here in yeah. Vegas. That's you're coming awesome. in, and thank you for making the time for us sure. today. We can't wait to see whose corners you're going to be in. I'm doing the top rank shows. I'm their house cut man because. You went basil. What, what we did, yeah, in the COVID, they liked it so much that, yeah. that they. But it makes, it sense, makes sense because so many young fighters don't have these professionals. Proper, That's these right. guys working the corners. And imagine if you're like a newbie, you're like, oh shit, Stitch oh, Basil's my cut man. They're more excited it, than the fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, awesome. it blows their mind, but that's. You know, they need to be taken care of. Uh, yes. You know, and so. everybody has to watch out for this legendary man. He's going to be yeah. in Creed 3 oh, yeah. alongside my husband. <laughs> oh, Majors. We, we got, I got to tell you, Jonathan, major story. Please tell Real me. Real so, Please tell me. I'm, I rap both Michael and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who Jonathan is. I didn't know who he was. He sits down. I'm rapping his hands. And I like to talk to the guys and find out this and that. Jonathan's not saying much. He's a quiet, quiet guy. Quiet, quiet. So finally, at the end, he gets up. I said, no, no, we always dap and we hug. But I found out he was in character. And that's something that was new to me. Because I'm not a Hollywood guy. I'm yeah, not you just actor. talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he was in character. And after that, we became like this best of friends, man. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you a video. He did a great. He did a great. That's her future husband. He did a a great job. There's one scene where, where where it's a fight scene, and he did such a great job that I went from one side, our side of the ring, to his side. I said, Jonathan, you're an asshole. I said, 
but in a good way because I hate you. You did a great job. You did such a great job. Had me sold. You know, but oh. such a nice guy. Yeah. Graduated from what Yale? Mm-hmm. What just, he did? Just, just. Oh, girl, look at her twinkle in her eye. Just, just, just signed a seven movie deal with Marvel. Yes. You know, <laughs> so he, they're they're working him as being the new superstar coming up. I that, love that for him. Yeah, he I told me about the us. the bodybuilding movie that he was doing. Yeah, and, that's the next one you know, coming and, out. Yeah. I just interviewed him last week for Ant Man uh, and yeah. the Wasp. Yeah. He's a yeah. great guy. Jonathan really cool. Major, shout out to my girl over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. Single and ready to tell mingle. Him. Hey, know what time it is. She know what time it is. Okay, so we gotta get going. All right. But we appreciate your time. We Thank can't you. wait. We, you have to come back here whenever we're back in studio, sure. which For will be sure. very, very soon. We gotta talk about your your show. You yeah, have to come back and talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then more of Jonathan Majors. Yeah. <laughs> Always, never tired of that. Yeah. Subject. <laughs> never tired of that subject. Yes. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate your time, and uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show. Period. Make sure you guys tune in. Look out for Boxing Nightmares on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stitch Duran and uh, put it out there. I mean, these are things that need to be talked about in boxing. It needs to be, the, the word has got to be spread out. And YouTube, you got all of y'all, you know what to do. Repost, share, like, subscribe, and do all the stuff you guys need to do. Because you guys always like to sound off on shit. This is the stuff you want to sound off yep. on and share with the world. Uh, Giandra, any last thoughts? Nope, we got to wrap it on up. Thank you for tuning in again. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. See you guys at the Bites. Bye, guys.